So, um, welcome back, Darcy. Uh, and Lewis. And me, Lewis. I'm, uh, epi- this is episode two. We were gonna do, um, living with your home, uh, with our housemates and stuff, but they decided to not do it and, um, be pussies and go to bed. So that's Luke. First believer of the day. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? You said, you said pussies, Lewis. I did. Spit on your yeah, so instead of doing um, living with housemates during quarantine, we'll do that another time. But today, it'll be just me and Darcy hashing it out, coming of age, and what it means to become the person you are today. So Darcy, I just want to ask you, straight up, when did you want to leave home? And when was like the moment when you knew, I need to get out of this house? Oh, well, for me, I didn't... My house wasn't the best to live out due to circumstances out of my control right. and family environment. So I wanted to get out of my home at a very young age. But going off to university yeah. was like my key out because I got a scholarship to live out of student accommodation. Didn't have to pay... Any, I did have savings, yeah. but it was like all about like... um. <clears throat> Like, because I didn't know if I was able to afford student accommodation, but I applied anyway just yep. to see if I would get it. And then, then I was just going looking about looking at like houses and like housemates and going on like um, sites just to check, like apply for to live at these houses. And like, but then I didn't want roommates I didn't know. But luckily, like I said, I got that scholarship. I was able to get out. And like, yeah, definitely when I was like nineteen, I was able to get out of my home. And, right. But I wanted to leave for a very long but time. When did you know that you wanted to become sort of like an adult? Or where did you feel like you grew up a little bit? Was that in high school? Or was that when you were 19? Uh, I definitely grew up a lot young. Uh, not, yeah, I grew up a lot younger compared to most people due to like the family environment I was in. Because it yeah. was kind of like the sort of you stuff. You needed to grow up. To yeah, survive. I needed to grow up young in order to survive. Yeah, okay. That moment was when I want to say 16. Yeah, 16, 15 was definitely the moment. Or even, like, I would even say 14. Right. I definitely had to grow up younger and then, f- like, help raise my siblings and then make an environment for them to be comfortable in and then try to... Because I definitely had to make sense of a lot of things very young and grow up very fast compared to, like, um, my peers who had the comfortability of... Even now, are still quite childish. But I can be childish at times, but I can be serious when I need to be. But then my peers, <clears throat> I've seen them make not the best decisions or like, and they just make a lot of mistakes. Not like, but that's a part of growing. But compared to me who had to grow up at a younger age and make sense of things at a younger age, I definitely matured faster than them. Right. And as like a whole, just for like everyone, uh, what do you reckon are the biggest moments that help you mature? Do you think like... I'm going to talk like superficial material things here, like when you had first had sex, when you first had a girlfriend, when you first earned your own, <coughs> had your own job or earned money, or when you like, I don't know, for some people it's buying a car. Like what moments do you think really defined, defines people in Australia? Like, is it having your first bit of alcohol? Well, see, the thing is with those sort of things, we see though, we see like sex and we see alcohol and we see partying as an adult thing and we try to mimic that as teenagers yeah. but then it but that doesn't make us more or less an adult and, if, if, and quite frankly we just partake in reckless behaviour because like no this is what an adult does but realistically what an adult does is because 
not everyone, but some people have sex with people they don't love. They just because especially the teenage boys, and I don't know about teenage girls because I'm not a teenage girl. It's like as soon as I like, oh, I'm a man. As soon as I have sex, and I'm a man when I like drink beers, and I'm a man when I get into like these fights. But yeah. then those don't make you a man. Being a good person as a person who identifies as a man makes you a man. Right. So you think, like, makes you a man. What, what is that to you? Like, what is a good man? A good man is just someone that doesn't... Oh, I would say a good man is, like, a responsible person. is a person that takes care of others. It's not, like... It's not these superficial things like sex or alcohol or, like, partying. Those don't make you a man. Because, like, it's the same thing of, like... Anyone can be a father, but not everyone can be, like, a dad. Like, being a man just means that you're conscious of the behaviours you're partaking in and not engaging in reckless activities knowing that these things could hurt yourself and even others. Right. So it's about being mindful. Yeah. And I think that's a really good definition of what a good man is. Because I feel like a good man changes from person to person. Um, I know for me, in my high school... There was this whole idea of what a good man is. Um, and they got a lot of pride about being a good man or a Hutchins boy, which I think leads to prejudice against yeah. others because it's like if you're not a Hutchins man, if you're not a good man in, in the eyes of the school and what you aspire to be, if someone isn't that, even though they are a good person, even though they have the same values as you, you can, be, you can, be, you be, you can become homophobic and racist and all those things because you have this idea of being pride. And I think pride is a very, like difficult thing is yeah. being a man because you want to be pr- proud of yourself as a man but also what is what is the man and I think that's really a really good answer yeah I ask a lot of people this kind of question so back on topic of coming of age I did a whole art thing on coming of age but for me the art piece was just showing how like you come from like what what was is this guy walking out of the water in a suit yeah basically it was like a video sort of art thing I'll show you sometime but basically that's what it was and it's just becoming like getting a job and all that but now as I've grown up and become a creative person I don't I don't I no longer think that getting an office job and a family and a home and a dog and kids is no longer what needs to be a man yeah because like I said like um like if you want to have kids like people see like once I have like a kids once I have like a loving family that will make me like a man and then like it just stems of like people rushing into relationships too early then being filled with remorse and then like even like well, what I see in a lot, like a lot of media when it comes to like men and like women like straight relationships for instance yeah. <clears throat> a lot of it is like haha like my my partner is a so and so like she's such like a leech on me like I wish she was dead like all that sort of stuff and like yeah. a lot of like prank videos I see it's like not even like proper pranks it's like hurting them in a certain way like oh I pushed my girlfriend over or it's like cheating on my girlfriend prank and it's just see like these people just like rush into like relationships and then like they just kind of don't treat them well because they've been rushed in and they have like a, they don't have an idea of what respect for a woman is because they will just like I said they'll rush into these relationships they probably didn't have the best father figures or not they probably did have good father figures but it's what their fathers taught them or what they saw in their own homes yeah yeah no for sure and uh, now that, like, you've... Let's just jump forward again. You're at 19, you've just moved out, and you moved into the village? Yeah. Yeah. And how was that? Was that a coming of age? Like, did you... Um, did you feel like a man when you were at the village? Uh, not really. I didn't feel... Did it make you feel like a kid because of the security and the pampering? <clears throat> Honestly, yeah. Because, like, before, when I was living at home, that made me feel like an adult being able to, like, 
make my own meals and like because I had to like well I had to make my own meals and do that sort of stuff like invite whoever you wanted over yeah invite whoever I wanted over like take care of my siblings like that made me feel like a man because I was doing things that made me felt feel good but then moving to the village I definitely did feel like a child because it was like the whole security thing like you couldn't bring someone home past like 10 p.m and then if you wanted someone to stay you had to well if you 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 could bring someone home, but they had to leave by like 10 p.m. Yeah. But they had to be, if you wanted them to stay, you had to sign them in by 10 p.m. And say mm. if you're bringing someone home from like a pub or a club and you're at night yeah. and you just met them. You only met them like 20 minutes ago. Right. But say it's like uh, it's 11 o'clock or like whatever time, it's past the 10 p.m. So you didn't know them tw- um, 20 minutes ago, but you really liked them and you hope that like you get to go home and do what you will with them yeah. <coughs> consensually. And then, like, but then the security guard will be at the... I know I've been stopped many of times by bringing someone home that I thought was really cool. I'm like, oh, this person's awesome. I live close to the city. You can come home with me. And then, like, the security guard will be there. And, like, if you don't have your village key, they get turned away. And there's the whole thing of, like, you're always being watched. I understand, like... You're living in a student accommodation. Yeah, I understand living in a student accommodation, but there's the whole thing where they treat you like kids, so I feel like everyone becomes more childish. Yeah, okay. And, like, the thing of I... Even though I never lived in the village, because I, I saw from what I... From the outside in and what I could look look at and talk to other people about it, it's not really your home. Yeah. It feels like you're staying in someone's room. Yeah. Someone else's room. You can't change it. You can't, like... You can't change the layout everything has to be perfect when you leave has to be the same as when you enter when you leave so the, the customization of your own home is very minimal yeah and especially because a lot of stuff is kind of like because the like the bed is like bolted into the wall the desk is bolted into the wall and then it's got the bookshelf bolted into the wall like you can't change those things and there are different rooms in the village but the room I was in was like a small room with like a king single but that wasn't a king single it was advertised to one but it was a bit smaller I could barely fit around I had to sleep diagonally and then, like, you were separated by a sliding door that wasn't even a solid wall. So if your, ha- like, my roommate would bring someone home, I could hear them through the wall. And it was just, like, there was, like, even though it was private, it felt like there was no privacy. Yeah. And, like, as a coming of age, this, do you feel like this stinted your, your growth? I definitely think it made me go backwards. Like, just, like, a little bit. I feel like you went back into your old things because you already were, like, doing all this, but then it just stopped, right? Yeah. It stopped my... Definitely stunted the growth that I had made. Yeah. I was making, like... I hadn't always made good decisions when I was, like, a teen. But by the time I was, like, 18, 19, I was making these good decisions. And I was, like, trying to make... uh, I was, like, going to uni with the mindset of, like, I'm going to study. I'm going to be a good... Like, I am a good person, but I'm going to be, like, the best person I can to the best ability I have. But then going to this... Going to student accommodation... having the security there and then having all these rules about like how long someone can stay like what was two days and they couldn't stay two days they couldn't stay two days and then um you wait a day and they can stay another two days but instead it was more of a like um they could stay two days and you have to wait until the next week for them to stay two days again and then that sort of thing made me feel weird because i was going i went from like having whoever I wanted over and then going to like if you want if say if I wanted a friend to come stay up in Melbourne with me to see like the life I'm kind of living or even have like a like yeah just have like a family friend over they had to yeah they could only stay for two days and that's like not enough time to show them all the stuff that I wanted to show them yeah and um yeah it sucks right Mm. yeah no I I just saw from the outside that it just didn't seem like um 
Uh, but like on, on the plus side, right? Because they advertise it as sort of like a safe environment, <coughs> which it definitely is. With the amount of security it is, you can feel very safe inside there, right? It is. Uh, there was an interaction with like one guy that it just didn't feel safe. It just felt kind of... Well, was, there was interaction with a guy that made me uncomfortable because it made one of my friends uncomfortable. But she didn't speak out about it, but these people knew. And then he was just... It kind of didn't make me feel safe because like the homophobic things he was saying... Not right. that, like, it really got to me that much, because all the friends I met at the village, they were very progressive, but there was just, like... It just kind of eats at you when there's just one guy that knows there's all these people that support you and they just, like, make homophobic... Like, say homophobic things and constantly make the women around him very uncomfortable because right. of his excessive drinking. Like, this one man that I saw always had, like, a bag of goon with him. I never saw him without it. Right. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, But, like... When I say, like, it's a safe environment, do you think that you, say, if you really were dedicated to your studies, not saying that I'm not, but I'm saying that, like, if you were studying something really high intensity, like law or med or something where you have to be in your room a lot, do you think you could, do you think it's a good environment for someone like that who doesn't have to worry about electricity bills, who doesn't have to worry it's about definitely, It's definitely, it is definitely a very good, um, even though it is kind of a tad on the expensive side, but I, I was a scholarship kid, so I didn't have to pay for anything. Yeah. Um, which was good, and I'm very thankful for that. But it, uh, but, once again, like um, like bills are included, Wi-Fi is included, and it's also you also have like access to like a gym. So if you don't have the time to really go out and find gym or exercise, the gym wasn't the best because the old like the new one they were making a new one. Mm. But you could work with what you had. And there was definitely an entertainment area. Yeah. There were... Like, in a pool, there were facilities. So it is like a good place to definitely be. And you could work to the best of your ability. Yeah. And you think like... then RMIT Village is not the only one in there. In fact, I'd say RMIT Village is one of the more, more freeing sort of... Um, yeah. Things. RMIT... So yeah. I've seen like the Melbourne Uni ones, even though it looks like a castle. It looks great. But it, I, I've seen the regiments. They have to ha- they have food free for them. But they have to do it within this time zone, like 7 to 9 or something. So like they have to like everything's on a schedule. Yeah. Whereas at RMIT Village, it does feel like more of like an apartment because you have, you can eat whenever you want because you yeah. have your own food, etc., etc., etc. So like overall, um, good or bad experience? Um, mixed. The place was good, and apart from being babied, yeah, it was good overall. There was just like small instances of just like being treated like a child and like yeah. all this sort of stuff. But I kind of understand those things because we were in like um we were near the cbd we were very close to the cbd but yeah just like the small instances of being baby not being able to bring people home when i wanted to or they had to be signed in and that sort of stuff and then also the constant fire alarms that was going off kind of like irked me Mm. a bit because there was like a fire alarm like every couple of weeks but like the some of the staff there were really great and it was like really inviting so overall mixed feelings but a good I would recommend it right yeah because okay. the social aspect of RMIT Village is like nothing I've talk, I hear people talk about other student accommodations and it's definitely much better than what I've heard about right yeah no for sure um, so I'm going to come on the other flip side of this coin I wasn't a scholarship kid um, and I'm from Tasmania so moving to Melbourne was a big step for me it was moving to the mainland right and I moved into a weird place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, I started off, I moved to Geelong with my friend that I met online. A complete stranger, could have blown me off, could have killed me. Who I, you know, could have sold me my organs for body parts. But obviously, Mark, great guy, love you. 
Um, and he let me stay for a bit, and then I had to find a home in Melbourne so I could actually study at RMIT. And I ended up in a place in West Brunswick, which is a lovely suburb, but with this really weird environment. And even though it was cheaper than the thing, it was definitely my own home, it was definitely my own room, and I could customize it however I wanted, um, I felt scared, but it also allowed me to grow up a lot. Because I, I had to be my own person, okay? Because there's weird people around, I had to be strong all the time, I had to make sure that I was okay, safe, and like feeding myself. So like on that side of the, the coin where I moved into like a just a complete share house, made me grow up a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of growing from, from last year to, to the start of this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how I feel about moving out. Mm as a person a lot do you think that people who move out with their significant other into their first home together when they're like 18 is a good move well see the thing is it depends on the people because I've because I just like I've like watched videos about like relationships and that sort of thing and it's kind of been like it's the it's said that like um, well this is just to do with marriage but also moving in like, you don't fully know a person until the four years is up. Right. Like, not everyone can, like, do it. Like, our housemates, Luke and Sarah, they they started dating, moved in with each other almost immediately, and they've been great ever since. But I've definitely seen people who've moved in with each other, and their the relationships kind of have fallen apart because they thought they had this image of each other. But then seeing someone so raw in an environment is can be jarring. Yeah. Right. So, like, say if I had a girlfriend back in Tassie, but we both decided to move to Melbourne together. Um, but we, say we only be dating for like six months total. Is I it, would not recommend it that. It was not a good idea, right? Yeah, because not everyone, like I said, not everyone can do it. Our housemates, they can do it, but not everyone can just like move in with each other because that sort of thing, like you have to kind of, because like also people, not all people, but a lot of people I know, even myself included, you kind of show this image of yourself to someone new yeah and then I've had this problem but like now so like in the past when I was like 16, 17 I did this mm-hmm. but like now I'm pretty like upfront about who I am and like every everything you see is what you get yeah. but like I definitely know people that like they present or like I said even me in the past if you present like an image to someone <clears throat> and then you then that person will fall in love with this image and you only they see this image of you when whenever you two are around or you both present a different image but then when you move in with someone you kind of get tired of presenting yourself a certain way not fully being yourself and then that kind of falls apart and that could be ruined but it could also be a sort of thing where you're not fully ready to move in yeah okay. with someone in moving in with people is a big deal like friends it's easy to do but sometimes it breaks friendships apart yeah and this is a great segue into the next topic um new friend groups when you move cities hmm Definitely, um, well, my friendship back home was kind of like, we were kind of nerdy, like, we like we were very nerdy, like, we watched anime, we read comic books, but I did have, like, multiple friendship groups back home, there was, like, my main one that I hung out with, like, in, like, high school, which also kind of branched out into, like, just side friendships, as, like, friendships mm. do, it was, like, my main one, like I said, was just, like, partaking in, like, board games and, like, chess and all that sort of stuff, and then I had, like, the friendship group that I would go out drinking with back at home. and so like multiple go... friendship groups. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, a normal thing. It's a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I moved to Melbourne, I saw, uh, more so found, like, arty people. Because back at home, 
the, a lot of my friends were very science or sports oriented. There wasn't right. a very there wasn't a very big art scene back in a rural country town, believe it or not. Yeah, okay. But moving to <laughs> but blue, but moving to Melbourne, I definitely found like a lot of friends that are interested in art and I feel like like a ha- like a housemate said like ho- like interest is like it can be a big thing when you're becoming friends with someone because you don't realize how much like that sort of thing matters yeah. until you actually start it doesn't like I'm not saying that you don't you can't be friends or it's harder to be friends with people with similar or with, that don't have similar interests with, with you mm. but it is easier like I do have friends that study like different degrees and sort of that sort of stuff but I am definitely closer with my friends that definitely are more artistic yeah. in nature because I'm more want to be around people that want to be able to express themselves freely rather than putting up a wall then you don't know who yeah. they fully are because like I said I'm the kind of person that throws everything out like not everyone can be comfortable with that sort of thing no no and I feel like I'm very comfortable with myself currently um, do you ever try to benchmark yourself against your friends back at home because I know that like I try to try to benchmark my success against theirs um, and I know it's a bad thing but it feels like it's it's one way where I can measure my own success and how I'm traveling as a person because inherently I'm kind of lazy. Yeah. But like if I know that my friends are doing this and I believe in my friends, I want to be just doing as well as they can. So it pushes myself. Um, and I know that I'm benchmarking myself constantly against people mm. back home. Not as much as I used to. Like when I first moved to my student accommodation and like I said, I kind of regressed backwards because I kind of became more immature being in an environment that made me feel like a kid so I became yeah. more mature which in retrospective not good yeah. I should have been able to maintain myself but being in a city being uncomfortable trying to figure out like even when I moved like when I moved to Melbourne I didn't like the whole finding yourself like even though it sounds like cliche yeah. but I still didn't fully know who I was but like when I first yeah when I moved to Melbourne I was kind of benchmarking myself against other people but it, it was more towards the people that made my high school experience awful right so you're benching yourself against the person who bullied you and you're going hey you're doing kind of shit now look at me I'm in a big city yeah that's what I was doing because I was like you made you bullied me throughout high school you made me feel uncomfortable with who I was as a person you made me feel like trash yeah so then I see these people that like either just end up in shitty relationships end up like just kind of end up being kind of just terrible like not terrible but just like kind of their life isn't the best even though it's wrong to think like haha my life is better than yours yeah being like like I said regressed to like a childhood like 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 teenage kind of mindset Mm. which was a wrong idea but like back then I was like I'm doing better than you you made my life hell like like Mm. all this sort of stuff like I'm going to university which is like one of the best unis in Australia yeah, and 100%. one of the best art schools like I'm doing good but now I'm kind of like eh yeah um, I know that my mum benchmarks me against her friend's kids constantly yeah, every my mum does that too constantly every time we have a chat it'd be like it'd be like you know just like X, Y, this you know whatever and I have to kind of like you know I was like really living on her schedule saying like you know this person's got a car this person's you know got a job and moved out this person's like you know got a good job and stuff and like I have to benchmark myself against this but like as I've noticed like I'm living on my own schedule like you're not living on someone else's life because if you're living on someone else's like sort of calendar yeah uh, you won't get anything done yeah you shouldn't I definitely think it's a bad idea for parents to kind of project through their kids yeah 
maybe because like, I've noticed like not all parents but some parents they probably didn't succeed as much as they wanted to so they project through their kids like I've seen it with some of my mates back home like their parents would project through them to make themselves feel better like I didn't do the best but the kid I created is doing the best yeah <clears throat> and definitely like my mum has benchmarked me against like other people like her friends kids because like out of a lot of my mum's friends like a lot of their kids haven't gone to university and they haven't they're not like in the best like they're not doing the best things <clears throat> but like even my mum was like she was yeah ha- she benchmarks benchmarks like me against other people because she's like my son's going to university like what is your son doing or like this and that sort of thing yeah <clears throat> but yeah I think benchmark is like not a good thing at all mm. but um I can I do it subconsciously constantly because I need something to measure against and you mm. can't measure yourself against your own personal best because currently you are your own personal best yeah so unless you go backwards unless you go backwards but I think it's very hard <clears throat> to go backwards when you're constantly aging and you're yeah. constantly going up and I, I like every time every now and again every usually at my birthday party I always I have a moment to myself where I think like you know what have I, what have I done in the last five years and is that really progressing me towards what I want to be in the next five years and yeah. it's constantly like just like am I want to do I want to be here mm-hmm. do I want to be there it's definitely an yeah. environmental sort of thing because like I said being in like a student accommodation where they made you feel like a kid you kind of acted like a kid like a teenager yeah you just acted like a but it didn't also didn't help that like <clears throat> moving to like a student accommodation where a bunch of people are freshly out of high school yeah and for instance I've been out of high school for a year but you also want to be able to fit in you want to make friends so you want yeah. to try and like act like them to be friends with them or engage in activities that they engage in so you can like relate to them and like try to make these bonds because like you move to the city no one knows anyone unless you are lucky enough to know someone yeah but if you're unlucky it's a bunch of fresh people a lot of people fresh out of high school meeting new people and trying to like either reinvent themselves or trying to like make it try and make themselves completely different from who they were back home no 100% I get that a lot yeah how do you feel about how do you coming to like coming of age and that sort of stuff how do you think COVID's affected that oh man I just put a pause on my life yeah yeah uh, completely um, just kind of thought everything that I wanted to do this year I'm just gonna do next year instead um, and I'm still really young I'm 19 about to be 20 um, but I, I just think that like I had a, I had a self check on myself like it's COVID it's really hard to get shit done because things are closing <laughs> down things are stopping especially um, trying to find jobs jobs is a huge thing where I, on my mind currently where I'm having to currently apply for these jobs that are barely opening up with like at least a hundred people applying for them at once yeah so it's like it's like a lot but like I've also decided like I want to put a pause on this I'm going to work on myself and like I looked at my my design from first year and I, I like it but I think I, there's a lot of stuff I want to improve on like my technical skills and stuff so I'm allowing myself this semester to really work on the basics again yeah and really get myself back up to scratch so I can really be on where I want to be because benchmarking myself against, against my peers um, and my peers are really really good I don't know how they are so good but um, they really are so working on the basics again then getting back up there yeah pause my life basically um, I had a whole bunch of people that I was trying to like you know 
I was going to try and make new friends and connections and stuff just kind of not nowhere to be seen um yeah yeah I definitely like because coming into this year I was like I'm going to be studying this course I really want to do like I definitely wanted to move out of like art per se and more into like digital media because that's what I want to do yeah and then like COVID hit and then like circumstances hit and then I got like really ill and like I had all these plans and but I was just debilitated stomach aches and just like mental health just like all of it hit all at once yeah and then I had all these plans like I was like I wanted to strive high I wanted to learn all these new techniques like all these digital techniques yeah. and I wanted to strive far in my course I started meeting people but then those friendships kind of fell apart since COVID hit yeah because it's hard to like continue a friendship over line when you've met them maybe five times right yeah it's yeah. hard to like m- like make these like bonds online because it's like I'm a very much like I want to hear a person speak I want to be able to like know that the same like a person's in the same room with me like I know some people can be like oh I have like this online friend and we've been yeah. friends online for this many years and we're great friends like we've never met each other like physically but I they're cool and I like them mm. but with me especially I'm the kind of person that's like if you're not in my field of view or like if we don't talk every so, so often then not with everyone because I understand like not everyone's like a big talker and you kind of see them like once a month sort of thing mm-hmm. but with me with a lot of people if I don't kind of interact with them especially in COVID it yeah. kind of sucks when like a friend that you think is really great doesn't interact with you during COVID even just to, like say hi or check up on you like I just kind of just like those friendships kind of just fall because yeah. I'm not the kind of person to chase after friendships I'm definitely a person that's like if you put in the time for me I'm going to put in the time for you so this is a bit of a double standard though you would rather them say hey rather than yourself seeking out saying hey no I've definitely got, I've definitely seeked out and said hey but right. just got nothing back right okay well that sucks that's not 50-50 is it yeah that, that, yeah, I can get where you're coming from that one like I've definitely been like even if I over Instagram like small stuff like that I've like interacted like hey this is really cool and then like they've I like this thing you did is really cool awesome and then rather than like continuing the conversation they've just kind of like left me on red or just like liked it and you're like I guess like maybe you're not up to talk right now but it kind of stings a little bit yeah yeah no it does sting and I like problem is though I'm a terrible person to talk to text because my texts are quite blunt really um it's just how I text because I think I prefer to call them yeah than have a text and um I've also met a lot of friends with a lot of people who are blunt texters I am definitely guilty see I'm a blunt texter unless it's like a subject that I'm really interested in. Yeah. Like, not that I'm saying, like, if I'm not, like, if you say something, then, like, I'm not interested in yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be, like, I'm very blunt because I don't care about this thing you're doing. Yeah. Like, if they're, because I kind of like to match, like, the energy that someone puts forth. So, if they seem really hyped up about, like, something, yeah. then I'll get really hyped up about it. But if it's kind of like, hey, this, I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it is. Then I'll be like, awesome. Like, it typically becomes very blunt. Yeah. But if they're like, I'm really interested in this thing. I'm like, I'm really happy that you're interested in that, that thing. Tell me more about that subject. Yeah. Or like a lot of, like a couple of my friends that I'm talking to are like big into science and they talk about like stuff they're doing in their course with like biology and that sort of stuff. And I'm like, I haven't a clue what you're talking about, but sounds awesome. Yeah. Great. It's good, isn't it? Um, friendships during COVID. Difficult thing. Yeah. Do you think we become closer during COVID? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that our friendship... Well, we lived together, Lewis. Yeah, but, like, originally I was going to live with Luke and Sarah, and then I just kind of moved in from Tasmania, and then there you were, on the couch. Um, So, 
living together has almost been forced or unplanned. Yeah. But um, it's definitely yeah. due to my circumstances. It was definitely more of a, I wanted to move out with these three people, but then one dropped off. Mm. And then I was looking for a three bedroom house instead of a four bedroom house. Then another person popped back on. And then I was looking for four bedroom houses again. And it was a back and forth between looking for people were like on and off constantly. Yeah. And I was like, I need to find a place to live because I can't, it's not suitable for me to live back like at home right now. It's not a good environment. Yeah. But then these people all had backups. Like they could just go live back at home and do that sort of thing. But yeah. for me, that wasn't an option. So I was like, this is my budget. Didn't have a job, but I was like, Hey, I do have like this amount. I can pay this much money, but I can't pay over amount. And it was definitely like people like, I want to live in this neighborhood. And then people being like, like, I want this house to be like cheap, like cheap, but good. And like, those are two hard things. They're to find. really hard things to put cheap and good in the same way. <clears throat> yeah. It's hard. Like maybe this house is going to be good, but it's not going to be in the best neighborhood. Like there's definitely like all the, like all these kind of, there were all these circumstances that popped up and like different, uh, different opinions. Yeah. So happily, like luckily enough, Luke was like, you can live with me until you find a place. And then even then I was going to like um looking on like fairy floss and that sort of like website mm. and like going through going to house interviews but it was like it's hard to find like it's hard to become a roommate of someone when you're like it's easier when you're a woman like i've found yeah because even when my friends moved out of the um when they moved out of student accommodation all the girls got houses within a week right and all the boys were still looking for houses in like november december Okay. And even some of my friends were still looking for houses in January. Like, I met one of them in QV, and I was like, hey, what's up? And he's like, I'm still looking for a house. I'm like, wow. Shit. You haven't found a house yet? He's like, no, nah, no one will take us. That's, yeah, and that sucks. But it's also the fact that, like, most of those people probably didn't have jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a oh, big no, background. a lot of them had support from their parents. Yeah, it's still difficult to find yeah. a house without a job. <laughs> without because, a job, definitely. Because the guarantor is only does only does so much. Yeah, and then like um yeah even for me like I was looking for jobs couldn't find like I had like some scholarship, and that sort of stuff. But then, yeah, it was just hard to find a job. I'd go to house interviews or like ask them hella questions, but I guess I wasn't suitable enough for them. And like I was just going to like house interviews like every, like every couple of days, yeah. but just hearing nothing. Not even like a hey, sorry, you're not the best fit, just like a blunt. Mm. Have you ever conducted a house interview? I have never conducted a house interview. I have. How'd it go? It was, well, I was like kind of like joint with Simon. Yeah. And so he likes to do it with beers. Yeah. Uh, he likes to bring them around and have a <sighs> night out of it. So you get to see what they are like to party with mm. or just to drink with in general because a lot of people's like um, thoughts or opinions come out when they're drunk. That the, is true. The filter just kind of wipes away. So you can ask all kinds of questions like what do you think about this political topic or you know how, to feel, how do you feel about just like anything you've done. You could pick anything and they'll, they'll probably give you a proper answer and you can gauge it almost instantly whether you go look at this person. Yeah. Do you think you'll conduct a room interview when I leave well we're gonna have to yeah but are you gonna do it for Reese? well I already know Reese. I've known like, but are you gonna conduct one no no I've known Reese for like a year and like but wouldn't it be funny if you did cause I know you're gonna say yes to him anyway but imagine if you just did a house interview anyway it would be funny but definitely knowing Reese, he would he would either find it funny or have a hiccup about it 
Because it, it would be, it would, I feel like if it was, it was, if I was in like recent shoes, it was like it was more of like, you're gonna take me anyway, so what's the point? Yeah. But then again, if even though we do, if we we can do that sort of thing, but we're just gonna drink anyway. Like yeah. we're going to have like fun anyway. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. And um, when you like say if you were gonna conduct a like a house sort of interview would you would you ask stories about their past like their coming of age would you want to figure out if they're a good man or not see that's like that's a hard or thing or does it matter if you live with a good person or not as long as they pay bills clean and steady way see that's the thing I definitely think I'm the kind of person that wants to live with a person interact with them I'm not the kind of person that like you live with me and we don't interact and it's kind of like you live in the house but it's separate like you're somehow not a part of the house yeah I want to be able to like be friends with someone like be friends with someone and be someone's housemate I want to be like not that I'm going to be like in your life and be like what are you doing like I'm in your life in every instant yeah I want to I want it to be more of a like we can have like a house dinner and we can have like drinks in the backyard and it's chill and we can have like opinions like differing opinions but as long as like but like also I know that like nothing controversial is gonna happen yeah. or I know I can bring my friends around and it's not weird yeah like and it's like asking those questions up front because like a lot of people can kind of gauge who you are by looking at you yeah and then pander to you yeah true they can I mean I do that for job, job interviews yeah exactly yeah you and a lot of people will find like a house and if they think if they really want it like you never know what you're gonna get right yeah. So that's the risk. So I would rather live with a friend if that's possible. Yeah. But if I can't, I guess I am going to have to do like a house interview. Yeah. Difficult. Um, yeah. Coming of age. Do you, did you find any like things out when you moved into this home that you never had to do beforehand that you feels like an adult thing? Definitely bins. Yeah. Bins is a big thing because I never thought I would be like I never thought I'd be so kind of not pedantic but like so into yeah, them no same because <laughs> back at, in my family's home we have like a big like skip bin right so like because like my family we can afford that sort of thing so we just have like a big because we it, there's eight of us yeah in the house and like depending on the times of the year there can be six of us yeah and especially because like some of them kids some of them teenagers and then like adults as well like well like my mom and her partner and then like just like my siblings and all that sort of stuff yeah they you the do gen- yeah you do generate a lot of rubbish yeah you don't notice it it's like living at student accommodation we did have these huge bins where it was communal bins yeah but when they're your own bins and they're even like even back in the apartment once again communal bins yeah yeah but living like in like a share house but the bins are like smaller than the average bin it piles up really quickly and if you miss one bin week then you're stuck your rubbish piles up yeah and, and I it's hard every fortnight yeah and it's hard to get on top of especially during COVID when you're like when you're Dude. generating a lot of rubbish and eating a lot of like a lot of Uber Eats yeah better say COVID's safe by ordering in yeah that's what I think to myself every time I order yeah in. and then like gardening I didn't think I would be like pedantic about gardening like not that I'm like super like the grass needs to be this length 
Yeah. But like when it gets out of control, like even like yourself is kind of like, oh no, That's me. Yeah, yeah, like I'm in control of my own backyard, and I need to do this. Yeah, and I I just think it's like a lot of effort. The thing about COVID is, do you think you'd ever take as much care of our backyard if it wasn't for COVID? Oh, see the thing is, it's it's tricky because I haven't. Back at home, I wasn't the one that mowed the lawns, but our lawns didn't really get that big anyway. So right. we only needed to, sh- we only needed to cut them like every like month or couple of months. Right. And living in student accommodation, didn't have to worry about it back then. So it's hard to say because I've never been like the main person in charge of bins. But yeah. did you think that like, say if you had a big night on Friday, and you came home and you then you like wake up in the morning of Saturday, right? got nothing to do all day and you looked at your backyard and it was kind of long but either you could do that or you could go out to your friends again <clears throat> or you could study like and you've got like these options rather than mowing the lawn I definitely think I would put it off a lot until I re- until it was just like I couldn't walk back there right if I like but like if it but the wasn't fact is, you've got three other roommates who yeah. would also maybe do it so it's just like would you do it before them or would you just kind of go they'll do it True, but definitely if it wasn't COVID, I would want my look because I'm more of a house party kind of person now. I love house parties. I love house parties now because it's like definitely you don't have to spend so much money on drinks and like all that stuff, but like I want a presentable lawn. Yeah. So I if so I reckon if I was in out of COVID, knowing that I would have friends over a lot, I reckon I'd probably tend to it more. So. Yeah. But because we don't have people coming over during COVID yeah I don't have to tend to it yeah but there is more time to tend but to it but we are tending to it that's the yeah. thing yeah um, we've also got to mow the front lawn and we've also got weeds in the front lawn as well which yeah. need to be done we've kind of n- neglected the front lawn instead of the back and focus well, on the back lawn I can't do the f- I just tatted my hand so I can't really mow the front lawn fair enough I'll do it not now it's a bit late um, yeah coming of age man it's a whole thing and are you looking forward do you think there's multiple coming of age or do you think there's an age when then boom it's kind of you who you are for the rest of your life or do you think people change after they hit well coming of age is like a broad spectrum for a lot of people because some people come to age a lot sooner than other people like I said some people have to grow up due to the environment they're in they have to mature a lot quicker and they have to be able to make all these decisions and they have to be able to learn all these things really young but then there's some people that have the um, privilege of not being able to come to age until even like their late 20s yeah like they have their parents pandering to their every need and they don't really learn responsibility even when it comes to money because I definitely know of some people from my student accommodation that just had everything paid for and they didn't have any money troubles mm. compared to me and some other friends at the student accommodation who did have money troubles even if my student accommodation was getting paid for but like my um but because I was getting paid because I was a student that because I wanted to engage in activities that cost a lot of money yeah. but I also wanted to be out with my friends I didn't want to miss out because I didn't want FOMO I would in t- I would engage in these activities so I'd end up broke yeah but it's definitely and like it's definitely a broad spectrum sort of thing where, like I said, some people come to age sooner than others. Some people, it takes them a while to come to age. Yeah. And you can even, you can definitely come to age and then that might be not what you thought you were. And yeah. then you probably go through more learning. Like, But life is just accumulation of experiences and the world you're brought up in and like the things you learn. So I definitely think... 
like I said, people can come to age at different points in life. And some people can think they come to age, but then realize maybe those aren't the values they want to embody. And maybe they're not mature as they thought they were. Mm. And maybe they didn't actually come to age. They just convinced themselves. So when, so they have a lot more learning to do. Yeah. I feel like I thought I was an adult before I moved out. And then as I moved out, I realized I had so much to learn, had so yeah. much to do, had so much, like had to fill my schedule with things to like do beforehand. Like I didn't have to worry about all this kind of stuff, but now I do. And I'm like, now I really have to figure out what is an adult to me now? Like, am I doing it now? Am I an adult now? Or am I just kind of like a child in adult shoes? Am I faking until it makes it? Um, well, definitely in society, there's this big thing of like, you need to be an adult. You can't be childish. You can't engage in like these little things that are childish. Like, for instance, I went on an adventure trying to find white sheets. Yeah. That day didn't get them, but I did go to like an, I did go to Aldi and I did buy a Kinder Surprise. Yeah. Just because I wanted to get a toy. Yeah. And that sort of thing is seen as childish. But and I think definitely growing up and coming of age is not throwing away childish things. It's more kind not 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 saying you can't embrace them but more cherishing those things more taking like time like like some people would say like buying a box of like crayola crayons and drawing on like the ground on like the pavement is a childish thing but some people can make art out of it or some people can just do silly little doodles like there's lots of childish things or even like moved out i can eat ice cream for breakfast is that healthy no but is that what a child me always wanted to do yeah yes and have I done it? Also, yes. Yeah. I feel like I am living, like, what would 12-year-old Lewis yeah. want to do right now? And I kind of use that as a gauge of what I want to do. Because even though it's childish, I fucking love it. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Coming of age shouldn't mean that you let go of your childhood. It should more that you cherish those little things that made you happy as a child. Like, just because those things made you happy as a child doesn't mean they can't not make you happy now. Like, I definitely watch, like, some kids' TV shows, like Adventure Time. Yeah. Like, um, regular show. All those, like, all those sort of cartoons that are made for, like, or pandered to kids. Like, even Steven Universe. Pandered to, like, a young audience. Those things make me happy, so I watch them. Even, um, Avatar Last Airbender. Airbender. Made for a young audience, those things make me happy. It's just, like, a lot of things that have made for kids that make me happy like there's some kids video games like the Pokemon series made for kids makes me very happy I just so many things that yeah. are just made for kids but doesn't mean you as an adult can, can't enjoy them yeah and then much. I feel like a lot happens with like our parents like and even probably their parents they were probably made to be like you can't enjoy that because that's for kids and only kids do those things so they a lot of adults have let go of their childhoods and they kind of grow up grumpy and like have this callous demeanor about them all right we've got about 10 minutes left or so i'm gonna gonna finish it off with what are you doing this week or next week and we can catch up and see how those things went in the next episode yeah yeah why not we've got 10 minutes left gotta fill it with something what did you do well what do you got what did you have any plans next week oh because restrictions are easing a little bit aren't they yeah i don't really have anything planned because I don't because I'm kind of scared to make plans because you think they'll get cancelled yeah because I, I think they'll get cancelled right but isn't like the whole idea but like everyone everyone will understand that they get cancelled because of restrictions so we should yeah. just like make them and see if they happen 
Yeah, that is true. I don't know, I'm just, like, scared to make plans. Because that's another thing about COVID. I'm so... I want restrictions to ease, but I'm so comfortable being in my own little world that the outside and meeting other... Being in crowds scares me now. Before... Before, I could just run down a crowd. But in the supermarket, I'm just, like, freaking out and, like, scuttling around to find all these things. Like, taking my... Like, before, I would, like, take my time, enjoy, like, everything I was doing... But now, like, even if I have to go to the city for a doctor's appointment, I'm just, like, running, like, not running, but, like, skating through and getting to where I need to be as quickly as possible and then getting home as quickly as possible. Yeah. And then, like, just, because, like, it's also, like, a lot of people have changed during COVID. Like, I know I've changed, like, even style-wise, like, the clothes I wear during COVID. Yeah. So what if what I'm like now people don't want? You know what I mean? Damn, you're scared of that? Yeah. You're scared of people not accepting you because you've changed during COVID? Yeah. That's deep. That is deep. Because people have... Like, even through friends' stories, I've definitely seen, like, friends change what they kind of like and who they kind of are. Like, even aesthetics. So what if I don't relate to them? Like, it's a weird thing, the thought to have. Yeah. But because I'm spending so much time alone... Yeah. And also with housemates, it's kind of... It's, it's hard not to think those things because you can spend a lot of time in your brain. Mm. Yeah, loads of time in my brain. Yeah. Spend so much time cloud gazing and thinking about stuff. And that, that hasn't crossed my mind. I don't think my aesthetic has changed that much during COVID. Um, maybe more track pants and hoodies, but that's just because I'm at home all the time. Mm. So, no, I haven't. Just haven't thought of that, but all my friends have also moved away. Yeah, and they're all coming back. Hopefully, mm. fingers crossed. But yeah, good episode. You want to recap it? Not really. No. Okay. If they weren't listening, that's their fault. Yeah. Um. What, what's the podcast title called again? I'm just gonna go couch gremlins. Couch gremlins. Or goblins? I don't know. What's the couch goblins. The light did flicker a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, are you gonna like do a little like icon for it? Yeah, I'm going to do a little... Because I, I was like, maybe we could do... Because we sit on this green couch. Yeah. And we could just do, like, couch gremlins or something. I don't know. I want... I don't... I want something that is... That I... Yeah. That I like. Yeah, nice. That well, we both like. No, you can put whatever you want on it. Um, yeah. But we got to have a Patreon. Yeah, we're going to have... For an uncut version of this. Yeah, if you want to hear our housemate, um, Luke Swear... A lot. He's Queenslander, so if you want to hear that unbleeped, you can you can hear that. Yeah, on the Patreon. And you can, yeah, and some then, stuff we may or may not cut, and you get to hear that. Yeah, and then some of the stuff in this we may cut, but probably this is a pretty PG one. Actually. Yeah, but this is pretty good. Surprisingly, how PG sling comes when you remove the Queenslander out of the podcast. Yeah, fairly PG this one, but um, good. Yeah, we'll, so we'll fix that up, and it's gonna be on Spotify. I'm Lewis Drake. I'm Darcy I'm, McConnell. And we'll see you next time on Couch Gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet.